Hello, Queen, and welcome to the CEO Mindset Method. I am your host, Erin Titanser. This is where you get to take your CEO status to a whole new level. We are all about taking ownership of who you are now, how you got here, and why you want what you want. We heal, guide, visualize more than what you think is possible for you, and I teach you how to make it happen. We make the present to future journey fun, sexy, attractive, exciting, so that creating five-figure months is a no-brainer. It's possible. We do it, and we want you in our tribe. I'm so freaking happy you are here. Now let's get started. Ashlyn, thanks for hopping on today. Yes, I'm excited to be here and see your face. It's so good. It's so good to see you. Um, So Ashlyn and I, I'm just going to get into where we met, which I think was probably at Alt Summit. Yeah. Yeah, Alt Summit. And then you were dancing on the dance floor. Yes, we were on the dance floor dancing. It was an instant connection. It was. I was like, wait, I... I like how she danced. Oh my gosh. She goes back to our Marco Polo yesterday. (laughs) You were dancing. And I was like, yes, I am out there dancing because she is dancing. And that's exactly what you told me helps you dance yesterday. No one's dancing. Yeah. Oh, you did it to me and our friends. Oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) I am. My mind is blown. I love it when things like this happen. Because everything just comes full circle. Like we just talked on Marco Polo about this yesterday. Full oh, oh my gosh. This is so cool. Okay. I just well, need more Aaron in my dance parties and I'll be healed of all my dancing shame. Well, and literally like, that's what I do, right? Like you just dance to free yourself and then other women are freed. Yep. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'm gonna have to write that one down later and thank the universe. Cause that's amazing. Okay. Well, <laughs> So I met Ashlyn on the dance floor at Alt Summit, and then um, you were in a couple of the Simple and Blush photo shoots too, and what else? I feel like you had a dance party in Provo. I came. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The Blush Bash. Yes. I came to that. Oh my gosh. We've We've been like friends. Right. And social media friends. Mm-hmm. And then when I came to Texas, um, in was that February? January? Yeah. And January. Yep. You picked us up at the airport. Welcome to Dallas, Ashlyn and Becca. I was like, welcome okay. to Dallas, Texas. <laughs> and she, then the rest was history. So, and we'll get into that because now Ashlyn and I, I was trying, like, I was thinking of one word to describe our relationship when I was getting ready this morning and the word that kept coming up that I was for some reason fighting was just intimate. It, I would agree. Yes. Which it sounds, was just like, it's so yeah, intimate. We'll explain it. Yes. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Cause I was like, there's so much background with that word for everyone. Cause we yeah. think of sex when we're thinking of intimacy, but it's so it obviously we, it wasn't like that, but it was no. such this, it wasn't even like I was like, was it a deep, is it a deep connection, a deep friendship? I'm like, no, it's like an intimate connection, but yeah, we'll get into that. So Ashlyn, I do want to point out that you are a top 10 resilience podcast. 
let's just like sit with that for a second. Like what an accomplishment. Tell people about this podcast I didn't do it on my own, but thank you. Um, so that was for the podcast, the betrayed, the addicted and the expert. And yeah. I still have that, um, platform. I just do not record it with the addicted or the expert anymore. Sometimes with the expert, it's just me yeah. over there. And then I started my own podcast called this is Ashlyn. Yes. And the name itself is so ridiculous, but I had to, it was very freeing for me to just be me and not anyone's last name tied to yes. me. Yes. It was just me. Well, and, and about what I want. <laughs> right. And it's like, it's totally up to you. Right. And you changed your Instagram name because you were mama bear fitness for a very long time. Like seven years. I was mama bear fitness. Right. And then, but you had this and we'll get into your story, um, of this like transition, but I feel like when you changed it to, this is Ashlyn, it was like, all of a sudden it was like the Ashlyn show, right? Like I'm here for me. Like, I want to show you what I'm going through my life. And it did. It was like this, just a spotlight that you decided to put on yourself that everyone has just been growing from. It is also probably going, Hmm, what is going on with that girl? But it's fine. I'm, I'm very happy in my life. Let me just ask you this. Okay. Two things that you love about yourself. I am really good at being dedicated and consistent. Mm -hmm. I'm kind. She's really good at dancing too. I love that you said that. I also have so much to work through. I'm going to therapy today. I'll be there. I'll talk about dancing. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Cause you are, I've been there when you danced in many different scenarios, alt summit. And then at Jake's event in January, mm, that was, that was a freeing dance. It was. Yeah. So I'm in Utah, Northern Utah. I have two mm-hmm. kids and I'm a single mom own mentoring business for fitness and nutrition and women after they have been betrayed or divorced. Yeah. That's why. I'm um, I first, well, not first, um, one of the reasons I, I felt like a really deep connection to you was one of the podcast episodes that you did around sex and, um, and this like exploration of sex in your relationship. And I know I reached out to you and told you some things and like, if you're ever looking for a change with or without betrayal in your relationships, like you were like your podcast episodes, just like were a game changer for me. Thank you. Like you are the permission slip grantor. (laughs) Just say that. I like that. I have shared that before. Like, here's your permission slip to be curious about your sexuality, be curious about whatever. And yes, it's because I need that. I didn't have it for so long and giving myself permission changed my world. Well, and it's like, really like what I feel like when you changed your name, like everything changed because it was like, you were in this marriage for a very long time. Um, and talking about being betrayed and we'll get more into that, but I just, it was such a big transition that I saw with you where in the last year and a half, you have like extreme granted all of the permission slips, like there was no limit, right? <laughs> like it was like, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, just, there was an unlimited amount of permission slips that you granted to yourself and to other people. 
Well, and- for sure. It started with me. And that's probably why I ha- got so many messages. Like it's just different over here. Your Instagram's just different. And I'm like, what am I doing different? I'm not doing anything different, but it was me being free yeah. to be me. Yeah. Um, can you tell us, let's start with your story. Where do you want to start with that? I mean, it's very layered. Let's go. So let's go with, um, you started your business because why? Well, mama bear came from me. I mean, I mama bared out when my kids were taken advantage of and they were sexually abused by an adult woman and it was someone we trusted. And although felt lots of those warning signs and we would question trust our gut and then question and be turned down. And we would trust that person instead. Mm. Um, so when it, when my daughter told me what was happening, we just circled the wagons. Mm. We shut down all friendships, all family. And we were just our little walls of our home and finding therapists, reaching out, working with the police. And I mean, I went to the library and got every book I could find on how to help my kids. Yeah. Move through this, how I, I went into a support group for parents. Um, anyway, so when I started my business, that was the name that came to me because I became a mama bear. I didn't know that that's where that came from. I mean, that all makes, and I've known your story, but that makes so much sense where it was, you just became this like force field. It was, it was like a switch went off in me mm. and you know, it's the protecting your kids. So yeah, you've had some major switches go off. You realize that, right? Up and down, up and down. Yeah. Yeah. Literally where you're just like, like something happens and all of a sudden it's like this switch gets turned on where you completely become this other person. Like you're this shape shifter. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, I like that. Thank you for seeing it that way. I, I see it yeah. I don't know why some people have a lot of the, they'll have, they need the light switches to go off. Right. Um, but I have, I've, I've been compelled mm. to live the life that I live right now. And, and it's been a lot of struggle and a lot of heartbreak and pain mm. to get to where I'm at today, but I love where I'm at today. And it's so messy. Like my baggage, you know, I like to joke. I carry a backpack now instead of like a luggage set, it's all still there. I just, I've sorted through it and I've left a lot behind. Okay. So this is cool, especially since you're in this series that I'm doing with women of leading in their power. Like you think about all of the, the experiences, the intense experiences that you've gone through. Some women don't choose to turn on that light switch of shape shifting into that person that's calling them, right? Like you felt I need to become this force field around my girls. And then later on having other things happen. Um, like what, what an amazing thing to be proud of. Like you decided, I said this quote to a friend today that courage feels like shit, (laughs) right? Like what a great quote courage feels like shit, but it's like an Aaron quote. No, that's actually one of my business, my, I, she's my business coach. She sent me a mug that says courage feels like shit. And it's so true because you go through these experiences and you can either like they're hard regardless. Right. 
but then you have this hard choice of, do I want to stay in this hardness or do I want to kind of like make this harder step of now being courageous? It's, it's the story of the Buffalo and the cow, which I'm going to hurry and shorten it for you. But when a storm comes over the mountains, a cow naturally sees the storm and runs away from it. And what happens is they're slow. So they're stuck in that storm. It's painful. They're tired and they're in it for a long amount of time. Whereas a Buffalo naturally sees a storm coming and it turns and faces the storm Mm. and, you know, they're powering through it and you don't have to run towards your storm, but just face it. And because they can face it, the storm passes over them quicker. So they're still tired. They're still like worn out and all these things, but it's quicker. And so there is no magic pill to make our pains go away. But I do believe it that we have superpowers when we can turn and face and not, I mean, most of us were taught to just shove it down. Don't cry. Mm-hmm. Don't feel buck up. And it doesn't work. It makes us ill. It makes us, you know, have these horrible relationships with other people and ourselves and yeah, I've had to relearn and, you know, parent myself on how to feel and how to deal yeah. with life. Yeah. I can see that for you too. When you were going through everything was it last February. Yes. Yeah. And your former husband came to you and said, I want a divorce mm-hmm. and you after 21 years after 21 years. And there's so much packed in that 21 years in your business. <laughs> in your life and your relationship, but you decided to face the storm publicly, which I know was super hard for you, but it also granted everyone else. It was like, you were on the dance floor, (laughs) right? And you, because you faced the storm publicly, it gave everyone that was watching you this, the permission slip to face their storms. Mm -hmm. Like I've totally felt that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, my husband had uh, my former husband, we haven't been married for, you know, quite a while. So, um, he had an emotional affair six years into our marriage. And then the week we got married, um, I knew something was off. So he had compulsive porn use and it was very secretive and, um, diagnosed with sex addiction because it, he was using it you know, when he's stressed out, when he's feeling rejected, when he is mad at Mm -hmm. me, you know, he used it in all these really coping ways that were not helping him connect to himself or to other people. Right. It's very destructive, not to me. And so when he had opportunities from the opposite sex, he took them. Mm -hmm. And so an emotional affair, and then another six years later, another affair. And you know, we're going through having babies and then our girls getting abused and job loss. And finally he got to the point where he said, I want to, I want to be done with this. I'm, you know, I'm sick of doing this. It hurts you. It hurts me. And so we actually got help because of him, which Mm -hmm. is not normal at all. Um, and, um, So we did, we went to Addo Recovery in Linden, Utah, and I still go there and do trauma reprocessing therapy. Um, Just for little things now, I'm just, I'm packing a lot of programming inside my brain. Yeah. You know, I want to not live with for the rest of my life. So 
the betrayal we were able to work through together. And, you know, he's, I don't even know, eight years sober and, um, we made it work for a long time and started our podcast, have a business together. And then, uh, got to the point where he, he was hurt. I mean, I, when you have betrayal, you turn in, you know, the light switch. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't use it to, um, for good things all the time. Um, I used it for being mean. I was, I would be really mean and name call, bring up the past and then, you know, leave the room going, well, who the heck am I? Like, yeah. what did I just do? We worked on that together. We got divorced. It came out of nowhere. So it felt like another betrayal to me, but um, he's, he's still hurting, um, as he works through that, that pain that I caused him because of his betrayal, mm. it's this like, we hurt each other in very yeah. different ways. Um, they're not the same, but they are betrayal. They are forms of betrayal. So, um, we, yeah, I still do. I didn't think after we shared, um, our story publicly, we came out in May saying that we were getting divorced. So January is when he asked for it. And in May, I felt strong enough to share. Mm. And by August, we were officially divorced. So it went very quickly for people watching who didn't know what was going on. Right. It's like we announced we were getting divorced in May and then all of a sudden we were divorced and I'm dating. And so it was like kind of abrupt for people, but I'm like, no, I've been in this. Yeah. You've watched me. I've shared. I just didn't tell you what I was doing. Right. So, um, I had a lot of support last year. I needed it because yeah. all the tools and skills that I've learned through therapy and groups and, and mentoring, it's like, it all went out the window, the new arena for me. And to just this, how scary it is to say, wait, I own my business. And it's also based upon a relationship that now is failing and people are mean, especially yeah. on the internet. And, um, so yeah, I, it was scary. So I did therapy on that of being prepared to, to do that and to enter into that territory without the emotion of mm -hmm. feeling rejected and feeling like a victim and to really just be clear with where I was and letting go of that relationship and moving forward, wow. even though it wasn't my choice. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at today. I, then my business grew last year, which I mean, I feel extremely grateful for that because I didn't try to grow my business last year. My business fell apart in my, in my eyes, right? but because I couldn't do what I normally could do, you know, I'm trying, I'm taking care of myself. I am my number one priority. Mm -hmm. Um, I hired women to run and facilitate groups for me because we were coming out of 2020 people falling apart, me included. So these women were reaching out and they needed support groups. And I have three, I run four now, but I couldn't take on more work. Like I could work with the women I was already working with. They were my friends. I knew them, but taking on more sounded too much. And so I stopped recording the podcast and I hired other women and I hired two assistants. And all of a sudden my life was manageable and it was, my business was growing. And these women who are now wow. facilitating groups are like, I love this. I love that I get to give without sharing my story. I'm the, I'm oh, the, wow. the person who's out there and up front and then saying, if you know, my group's full, but these women mentored under me and they're amazing. Go wow. with them. 
Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I just, I'm seeing the correlation so much, just so you know, from our Marco Polo yesterday of like, you have always danced first. You realize that, right? Like you have always been the person who is allowing herself to be seen first. Like you, you've always been that in your groups, in your life, like it may not be like a physical dance, but it's still the dance. Yeah. And it gives permission for other women to do the same, like that you're the women that are under you. And then everyone that's in your groups, like it's gosh, that's so cool. Thank you for saying that honestly though. But I'm like, isn't that ironic that I can be so vulnerable and share all these horrible things that have happened to me or to whatever I can talk about sex openly. I can't dance in front of men. Yeah. Like that sounds so ridiculous, but that's truly where my brain is at. So, yeah. Okay. So we did this thing, what Ashlyn's talking about. We, um, we went to this event. What was it even called? It was Jake Awake Woodard's with Jake? Awake with Jake. Yeah. We so didn't we know went- what we were getting into. <laughs> oh my gosh. We had no idea. We're like, oh yeah, it's all about masculine and feminine energy. I'm here for that. That sounds great. And then you're just like, you have no idea what you're going in. Thank goodness I had you guys, because I don't know if I could have done it alone. I'm, I think it's amazing. People went to it alone. I have no idea how they did that. Yeah. Um, but on one of the, one of the things that we had to do, we had to like fully embody the feminine energy in front of the men being in their masculine energy. And it was very, I mean, all three of us were like, this is really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just noticing like, why is this uncomfortable? And it shows you just our programs. Yes. And it is. And it, ironically, I went into that when he said, what are your intentions? One of them was, I want to be able to dance in front of men. And then he gives us these horrible moments where I'm like, don't make me yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> so, it, I mean, it like oh. nailed the coffin in like, yeah, Ashlyn, you've got to work on this because yeah. it's not that it sounds silly to someone maybe who's listening going, why is she afraid to dance in front of men? And why does it matter? But it's because part of who I am is someone who can dance in front of anyone. Mm-hmm. And I feel myself protecting myself. And I don't like that. Right. Well, and that's, that makes sense. I, cause I feel that way too, but I think maybe just practicing more, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause I can talk myself down. I'm like, I'm not here for anyone else, but me. So yeah, if my yeah. body wants to move, I'm going to let it move. And everyone just gets to think what they think. Yeah. But when you're in that, I'm like, I'm not, I don't need to dance for men. I don't need to show up for men. Like that's when you're just like holding back. Cause you're just wondering what other people are thinking, mm-hmm. which is in anything in business, right? We're like, I don't want to do this thing because what are people going to think? Are they gonna think? It's like I the mean, only that's, thing. That's what's so crazy to me, Aaron is last year. I was so, I mean, it was gut wrenching to think about telling the world we were getting divorced because mm. just of our history where most people are very kind, but there's some people, especially if they just find you on social media and they're like, what are you doing? Like they just are mean. And I was blown away at how people showed up mm-hmm. with kindness and support and love. 
and cheering both of us on, you know, and being, allowing us to be boundaried and yeah. in turn being boundaried, you know, not asking for details and that right. type of thing. So as scared as I was, that was probably the scariest thing I ever did with my business was sharing. And that sounds crazy, but it was, I thought it's either going to stay the same or it's going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Like I will no longer have a job and I'll have to go back to what I did before, you know, like interior. Yeah. So it was scary, but it blew, you know, it did opposite of what I thought it would do. Yeah. Cause courage feels like shit. So you yeah. decided to be courageous and then, and that's what happens. Like our brain is so good at being like worst case scenario. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden we're like, I'm going to be brave. And it bl- blows us out of the water of what happens every time. Yeah. There's just so many analogies in this right now. My mind is like, Aaron, calm down. There's so many goodness. Okay. So I do want to talk about Ashlyn and, and my intimate relationship because this is really cool. Like this is in your business. There is a lot of healing work that you do. Um, healing and mending relationships with yourself and with other people. And I do that on a different level. I think in mine, right. It's like healing past beliefs. Um, but we did this activity, this experience. What was he even talking about? Cause all I remember, I I don't know. We it's called the left eye gaze. Yes. So we're standing in front of each other, left eye to left eye. And I do remember he was saying, you know, you're seeing the people who, oh yeah. Was it that held us back or yeah, it was right. Who didn't show up in the way that you wanted them to show up, but this whole time. And I have never done this with anyone, like including Brad, where we're like 10 minutes of you're looking into this person's eyes. They're standing right in front of you. I mean, we're close. You're close. We're both tears running down face. Yes. Like silent crying. Yes. Cause you, you forget that I'm standing in front of Ashlyn. Right. It's like, and then your brain pops in. You're like, this is really freaking weird. And then, but then it's like, it's almost like a hypnosis of like, remember that you are not in front of Ashlyn. So you're looking in the other person's left eye and you're eye gazing the whole entire time and, um, I remember seeing just one person and it was just like cracked open. Actually, I think I, I saw two, I saw one person then I saw myself. Cause I think he moved us into ourselves mm-hmm. like, and I moved into my five-year-old self, but just think about like, if you're looking into someone's eye for even a minute, yeah. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> totally. And it's what you said, like back and forth where the brain's like, what are we doing? And then like, wait, this is actually magical. Why are you doing it? <laughs> and then you're like, what is she thinking? Does she think I look weird? Like, yeah. is she feeling the same thing? And you're like, this is not about her. This is about you. Like use her as a mirror. Cause you do, you think about like, whenever you even have a conversation with someone, even if it's your friend, all of a sudden you're like, I think I've just been staring into their eyes a little too long. So you like, look off to the side, right? (laughs) Right? Too intimate. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. It's so weird. And then you do this exercise for 10, I want to say it was 10 minutes. It felt like a long time. But then after that, I gazed. Yeah. I want you to hug. Hip hip to hip hug, which I don't hip to hip hug. Right. Cause and most people are like, you hug, you side hug and you pull and you your, your pelvis back. out. Yeah. And mm. so everyone was like, oh, some people are with strangers. You know, some people are like us and we know each other, but it's like very intimate to, okay. And then we're face to cheek to cheek peers. Yeah. And I remember after embracing you and that was probably another five minutes. It was. Yeah. Cause he guided us through some sort of meditation while we were hugging. Wasn't it? Yes. It was the inner child. I remember letting go of you and just realizing why have I never done that with the people in my life who I love? Right. That was so beautiful. And it was, you know, time stood still and you're just there. And why am I not taking time to do that in my personal life? Right. It's beautiful. It was so healing for points where I was just sobbing and just holding you. And then you calmed down a little bit and he would say something and then sobbed, but it was like, yeah, like, why don't we do, why are we so scared? I wanted to share. So I'm dating a guy mm-hmm. and I wanted to share about uh, this experience. And we kept like, things kept coming up and he's like, I want to hear about this experience. And it was this, this, the specific one we just talked about Mm -hmm. because I wanted to do it with him and it never, I never shared it. And all of a sudden one night we're having the, you know, hard, hard, hard conversation. And we're both crying, Mm. holding each other cheek to cheek, tears running down our face. And we're hip to hip. I was like, we're doing it. Like we're doing it naturally. It wasn't even guided. No, we stood there for probably no. 15, 10, 15 minutes, just crying and holding each other and talking in between, but like, it was beautiful. I'm like, this is what I wanted to tell you about in Dallas. Oh my gosh, Ashlyn. It was really beautiful. And maybe you have them more often than you think. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe with, especially with our kids, right? We're I don't know. That's interesting. But here's a question for you. Why, why is it so hard for people to have intimate experiences like that? I feel like for me, even just me walking into the dating world and mm-hmm. dating this guy and being like, we're a boyfriend and girlfriend. We are committed now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Things change. And I say, I want to do this relationship different. I want that radical honesty in the moment. So for me, it's dropping my ego and not being afraid to be rejected. I want to be true to me. How do you know? So, you know, you want to have a hard conversation. Okay. So I'm thinking even like a something light, we'll start okay. light. Okay, okay. So let's say, okay, we're driving along. This is a true story. Cool. And I'm driving along and I drop my nerds cluster. That's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it falls in between. Of course, it's that. Yeah. It falls in between the seat and the center console, and I go like I'm driving, and I go to like see if I could just grab, mm-hmm. and my boyfriend immediately hands me over a handful of nerds. Okay, not a big deal, but in that moment, I was like, I'm going to tell him how much I loved that, and so that's for me 
a really simple way. And I just said, I love that you just did that. You could have said, you're going to crash. Don't look for the candy. But instead you just gave me a solution. Wow. And it was sweet. It was loving. And he was like, okay. Like it wasn't a big deal to him because he's just that way. But that's a really simple way that I'm showing up different. I'm not withholding. I feel like I withhold in my relationships more, even with women. And instead of just saying like, I love you. I love this about you, or I love our friendship because of this. And so I've been trying to be more of that. So when it's a harder thing and we have to have a hard conversation, I usually preface it with, I want to have a hard conversation and I'm scared just being that vulnerable. Like think about it. I have women come to group all the time. Like I need to have this hard conversation, but I don't know how to do it, but Mm -hmm. here's what I need to do. And they explain everything. And I'm like, you do that. Like exactly how you just told us is how you should be sharing with him. And it's like, oh, okay. So if I'm scared, I should say I'm scared. Mm. I don't need to pretend I'm strong because that's old me. Old me is like, I'm not going to be hurt by if you reject me or if you get mad, whatever. I'm going to be hurt, but I also know I'm okay. That's the difference for me is my heart. I've got me. Mm. I I got me. I I want them to have me too, but if they don't, I got me. So is that, is that dropping your ego for me? Yeah. And it feels like I'm always really proud of myself. I'm like, I just did it. Like I just said exactly what I was feeling. And it's, I should be careful to say that it's not, I'm really good at processing on my own, Mm -hmm. um, because of lots of therapy and lots of journaling. So I can be in the moment triggered process through it and then talk it out. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that skill set, saying anything you want radically honest couldn't get you into trouble. Totally. Because you might be running on emotion rather than what you're actually you right, know. you're reacting to emotion rather than responding and processing and yeah. then going. Yeah. Okay, that's so interesting. I I I feel that even just saying like I want to have a hard conversation and I'm scared it feels like that it's like an ego shield has just been dropped. That's so cool. So, well, and it gives them, it's saying, Hey, I want your attention. And uh, if they don't have time right then it's say, can we do it later tonight when the kids are in bed? Yeah. So, and I usually am like, I just, I give them expectations. Like, I just need you to listen. Yeah. You don't need to solve my problem or the situation or cheer me on. Even I just really need you to listen. And that's sadly, most of us just need our partner or our friend to listen. Um, and you know, if you're like me, you want to fix it and, and be the teacher or a parent. Yeah. That's because you're a manifesting generator. Yeah. (laughs) You respond to problems. So I do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm thinking too, in Cause I love, oh my gosh, this is one of the things I love about your Instagram is when you start talking about sex. Oh, everyone loves that. Oh <laughs> my gosh. It's like, that's the time. I don't think there's besides e-news every once in a while, cause they have really good gifts at the end. When I sit Brad down and I'm like, let's go through these questions together. I love that. That's how you should be doing it. And yes. I wish more people were doing it that way. Cause I get messages every month that say, 
I wish I could talk about this with my partner. And I'm like, you can just, you're looking at on Instagram, just say, look at what I found on Instagram. Let's talk about it. Right. Or like, what, how would you answer this question? Are you a yes or no for this? And you sent me the something code. Yes. No, maybe from sex with Emily. Sex with Emily. The yes, no, maybe that was awesome. We did that, but I'm thinking of like intimacy with sex. Like why? Cause you now have a completely different view, like pre-marriage in marriage, post betrayal, betrayal, divorce, new relationship. It's been so many different chapters, (laughs) so many different. So what has been a, and even with like your clients that you have, the women that come into your groups, why are we so scared to have those eye to eye connections during sex when it's actually something we want, right? Like when I experienced that intimate connection with you, it was like, why am I, yeah. Why am I not doing this more with Brad? Mm -hmm. So why are we so scared during sex to do that? Do you think it's vulnerability and Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, we're naked. Yeah. We're in compromising positions We're just out there. And so it's, I feel like if I'm not connected to my person outside of sex, Mm -hmm. eye gazing is really hard Yeah, because I don't know actually where they're at in life. I don't know if they're okay, if they're hurting, you know, there's so many, if they're stressed out. So for me, I'm a huge fan of just quiet, like simple. I love mornings. I had a late morning today of just being Mm. and talking and snuggling up. And like that to me, that is connection where we can check in, see how we're doing. And then that's where the intimacy is like, oh yeah, this is easy because we've already done all these things. So, um, I used to teach a online course and we included the different layers of intimacy, like a layered mm-hmm. cake. And on the very top, the cherry is sex. And for most of us, we're taught it's the opposite where sex is on the bottom. You just have that. And then you got to work towards all these other, wow. but it's the opposite. Like there's recreational intimacy. Like, do you guys go have fun together? You know, do you move your bodies together? Um, spiritual intimacy. That doesn't mean going to church. That means deep conversation about yeah. the universe, right? About mm-hmm. who, who you are as a soul. Um, there is logistical intimacy, which is so dumb, but it's kind of one of my favorites it's planning your week together, mm. like making time for each other, helping each other with household needs or kids or work that to me, learning how to do those things is what helped me become who I am. Like I can be who I am in the bedroom Mm -hmm. or on the internet or live in person. I am the same. I mean, no one's going to see me in the bedroom except one person, but (laughs) But I'm the same ish. (laughs) Oh, yes. I didn't even think about that though, about it being the cherry on top. Cause I think in my relationship now over the last three years, it has been the cherry on top, but growing up, you're just like, it's just sex is something you do, but now it's like a, and we've talked about this a lot of how much fun Mm -hmm. sex gets to be. Oh yeah. 
it gets to be so much fun, but we don't ever learn that. No, especially me early in my marriage. You know, I was in a marriage that there were so many secrets and that does not breed connection. No. And so intimacy, I hated it. I hated sex for the Mm -hmm. first six years that I ever had sex because it was never for me. I never enjoyed it. It was painful because think about it. If I'm disconnected and I don't trust the person I'm with, I'm not naturally lubricating. It's right. Your body is not ready. My, my body is tense. Yeah. It's painful. And so it, it's a world's different when you have a partner who is safe. And we got to that place um, in our marriage. Um, but my body changed hmm. because I changed. That's so interesting because we're always talking about your body has the answers. I know. Isn't it the worst? <laughs> I wish I would have clued into that and seen like, this isn't normal that it hurts. Like it does. It's not normal that I'm so tense and worked up, but I didn't go and ask for help. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't go to therapy. It took me falling apart. I was very compelled to get help. And I look at that and I know that a lot of people live that way because of my little monthly sex talk. Mm -hmm. And I hear these stories, you know, behind the scenes or they're asking questions and it's just a lot of people are unhappy in their relationships sexually. And I think it's the missing so much of the building safety connection and trust. Yeah. Cause they don't know that that's what they're missing. Yeah. Right. Like I think of that question of like, what is my body telling me? And we don't ever ask that until now we're in this world where we're in like self-help and yeah. like intuition, but like, what is my body telling me? And if you don't ask yourself that question and figure out the answer, then it's chronic, yeah, you feel like, chronic illness. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, most of the women that I work with have an auto autoimmune disease. Okay. So it's very common about 90% who've been betrayed, get very sick, um, physically. Wow. So, um, I luckily didn't have those things, but even like I'll go into, um, the doctor's office after six months. So I went in right as I was getting divorced to get this massage from this doctor guy. And then I went in probably two months ago and he, I walk in and he goes, you look so different. And I'm like, I weigh the same. I, my hair is the same. Like I look the same. And he's like, no, all the muscles in your face have relaxed. So I don't even know that I'm tense, but I was carrying it. And, and I've had a lot of just strangers on Instagram, like your eyes are different now. Like you're, there is light in your eyes that there was not before. And I'm like, what, what? Oh my gosh. Our body is telling us so much that we don't even know. It's crazy. I mean, you could go back and look at pictures, right? I, I can do this and I can see when I was hurting. Yeah. Because you see it in the photo. You see it. Your body is showing it. Yep. So if I'm smiling, I'm trying, I'm also pulling away and trying not to be by certain, certain, you know, certain person, or Mm -hmm. I don't carry myself confident because I feel like crap. It's interesting. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. Okay. Well, I'm so excited to sit down and ask myself this question. I feel like I ask all the time in like breath work because I'm doing breath work all the time, but 
I'm just like now in a very curious mm-hmm. of like, okay, what has been going on in my body for such a long time that I think that this is just my body. It's just the way it is when it's actually like this. What if it wasn't like that? Yeah. And that's life. Like yeah, we just get used to this really crappy discomfort and just live with it. It goes back to our other Marco Polo yesterday where we're, we're literally talking about uncovering yourself. Like you are the type of person who is relaxed and flowing and glowing, but then we're downloading programs throughout our lives that make us think we're someone we're not. Yeah. A hundred percent. I have, I've shed and continue to shed so many labels and beliefs that were given to me and that I like chiseled into my brain, like, yep, I am these things and to let go of them. That's the, that's the trauma work I've been doing. And it sounds really so dumb, but I have that, um, privilege of therapy Mm -hmm. at Addo that I can do that. And I'm like, I'm all in, I want my brain to be my brain and not someone like pieces of everyone else's. Yes. Um, so I'm thinking of the people who are listening who are in an unhappy relationship. They want to, they want to stay. They want to feel that fun. Like I'm thinking of like this fun, sexy, like intimate connection where you feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be with this person, you know? So what comes up for you? If someone comes up to you and asks, like, where can I start? Well, the first question I ask, cause I get a lot of males and females who reach out and they just, yeah, we're unhappy. There's always more to the story and yeah. I'm not a therapist. Definitely not. Um, but I, my first question is, has there been a breach of trust in your relationship? And the answer is always yes. Mm. And it goes unhealed. And so for a lot of people, I mean, that may not be the listener's story, but breach of trust is financial. It's, it's any secret or thing that changes your life. And, um, so skipping by that and just being like, get over it. I was told to get over it, Mm. um, to our first breach of trust. Like just, it's not that big a deal. There was never physical contact, but my heart was broken. My body was like fighting myself. You know, people are saying it's fine. Get over it. And I'm going, but I'm really hurt. Yeah. Like he's supposed to be talking to me, but he's talking like it was, it's painful. Um, so taking, living in that unhealed place, I created so much hurt for myself and for him. And then it just continued. He did it again and Mm -hmm. he'd do it again. And so for me, it's just the sitting down and saying, I have a lot of my girls, like, would you date your partner right now? If the answer is no, that is not a good sign. Yeah. You're very, you're definitely not in the relationship that you want to be in. Doesn't mean you need to get out of it, but it definitely means you need to start building the relationship that you want. And, you know, the girls yesterday in group, they're kind of in that in-between stage. Like, we don't know if we're divorcing. We don't know if we're fighting for it. What are we doing? And I said, well, do you want to, could you live this way? for another 20 years. Mm-hmm. Cause you, right now there's no steps to move forward. 
they're not taking any steps. They're just like, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. They're staying, staying stuck. Yeah. And so if you start to, you can futurize in really bad ways, but you can also futurize in ways like that, that are wake up calls. Do I want to live like this forever? Probably not. And so it's having those conversations, getting clear with what you actually do want, um, and start dreaming. What does my ideal relationship feel like? Mm. And it's feel it's not necessarily look. Yeah. What does it look like? Because yeah, like I want it to, I want to have a house that we're secure and paid for Like that's whatever. For me, it's more about, I want those connected mornings. I want a partner who chooses to wake up and wants to be with me and have those conversations and connections. I don't even care about some of the other stuff. Like those things are important to me. They may not be important to you, but my my dream relationship is growing old with someone and watching sunsets. Like it feels very wooey at times. Like we're going to do all of these things together. We're going to be outside. I have big plans for my dream relationship and I'm living in a dream relationship right now. Truthfully. So cool. I'm just not as old as I will be one day. (laughs) But once we start dreaming again and saying, this is what I do want, then you can start to work backwards and say, well, what are we missing? Like, what are, where can we work on things? And so that's where honestly, those layers of intimacy come in. You know, if we're logistically way off and he's overworking all the time. And I feel like run down at home, or maybe you're both working. Like there's just so many things that are little tweaks that you can start to adjust. And of course, therapy, like for me, therapy, I was terrified to go in the beginning because I'm like, Oh, what will people think? And people only go to therapy when they're getting divorced. And the truth is having a a middleman who's not emotionally involved in either of your lives is incredibly helpful Yeah, because they're going to give you eyes to see things that neither of you are seeing. And it's not about who's right, who's wrong. It's like, how can we see each other instead of, you know, most of us aren't seeing and hearing each other. No, like we we really want to, like, if I want to be seen, I have to see my partner. Right. Oh my gosh, Ashlyn, it's so good. I want to get that um the intimacy cake diagram from you. Okay. Yes. Um because that's really, really awesome. And I love that. So the first question just being like, would I date this person? I love that. And it, that was a question I asked myself a lot the last few years of our marriage. And there were times uh-huh. I wouldn't have dated him. And that's when we were like, okay, we need to get back into therapy or we need to be working on this more, you know, this is where we're disconnected. So yeah, I mean, I hope that it doesn't get to the point where you're consistently saying I would never date you and you have to do something to change. Right. Okay. So tell people a few things that are in your future that you see. Hmm. that you're excited about? (laughs) Um, I'm actually for the first time in what a year and a half in a headspace to grow my business. So that's scary to me and also exciting because I know the more I heal and grow, the more others can. And so like hiring other women to lead groups, they love it. 
And I love that for them because I know what it feels like to lead group. Yeah. And it's one thing to see yourself change, but it is so cool to see someone else like right before your eyes, find their voice and start to, to live the way they want. Um, I don't know. I did a lot of big things the last quarter of 2021. You've done a lot in the last year. We, I have, it's a lot like I feel really calm right now. I'm like, I'm just going to work on building my business. And that's kind of my future right now. I'm in a happy relationship and doing that thing and co-parenting amicably. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's it. Okay. Not not any huge, I have long-term goals, but those are great though. Like what a fun thing to even feel like you want to lean into and then decide I'm going to lean into it. Mm-hmm. That's big. Yeah. Because it it's investing in myself yeah. and in my business. And that is scary as a single mom. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Tell everyone where they can find you. Mm-hmm. Instagram, your website, your groups. Yeah. So this is Ashlyn, A-S-H-L-Y-N-N com it has everything so you can find my instagram my podcast and my group information so awesome there <laughs> ashlyn thank you so much for hopping yeah, on all right see ya bye-bye let us know you love this episode by writing us a review share it on instagram and make sure you tag me coaching with Aaron so that I can message you back and connect with you. If you want to receive my new episodes weekly, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And like always, thank you Queens for being here, being you and owning what you want. Life is so fun with you. I'll talk to you next week.